they insist on calling their Boston stop. And Boat Lowell is what, an hour outside Boston? Um, yeah, I would say at most. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about the card tonight. I sent you the whole card. Yep. On your phone there. Yep. Uh, oh, that, that, that person. How many dogs does that person have? Uh, about a dozen. Damn. Yeah. All Dobermans. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyways, so uh, I'm pretty excited. I looked at all three shows, New Japan, so Fighting Spirit Tour. They're in Lowell, Massachusetts tonight, Friday the 27th. Tomorrow night, they're in, I think, in Philly tomorrow, and then New York on Sunday, or vice versa. I think it's the other way around, I want to say. Yeah. Well, either way, the next stops, they're at the ECW Arena, and yeah. they're at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Yeah. So, I mean, both great venues for wrestling. Both sold out, I'm pretty sure. Both sold out instantly. Lowell has a few tickets left. The last I saw, they're mostly like the handicap park, not parking, Jesus, handicap seating plus like maybe some back row balcony ones. Yeah, I think they'll sell out by tonight because I still knew people buying tickets this morning. So. Yeah, yeah, I saw a couple people posting that which they were going. And, yeah. You know, so anyhow, I looked at all three cards and Jay and I agree and I think you also agree to me on this that I believe we got the best card of the three cards. Yeah, I think so too. Um, to be fair, I don't think any of the shows are bad cards, but I think that Lowell probably easily has the best ones. So. I saw some people on the New Japan website bitching about the cards in both New York and in Philly. I don't think it was that bad. I well, no, and, and one of the guy, one person was like, "It's the best wrestling in the world. Just be happy you have these top talent." And his response was. Yeah, yeah, the cards are loaded with great talent. It's the match lineups that they're not happy about. They just they would have rather have seen like this type of match or or that match instead of the, the matches they got. Which I get that. I I get excited thinking one thing's gonna happen and then we don't get it. Like Jay was Jay's really disappointed that uh, Suzuki's not gonna be there. Yeah, that one kind of surprised me that he wasn't gonna be there. So I'm so I'm kind of curious on why he's not gonna be. So yeah, me too. But anyhow, of the matches we have, like I said, I think we have the best yeah. show. I love the fact that it opens with a traditional Young Lions match. Yeah. I can't read It's like, is it Alex Coughlin and Carl Fredericks? Yeah. 50, I, I hope it goes to the 15-minute title limit draw. Yeah, I think that would be pretty neat. So, Did, was it, and this is pathetic, I mean, was it Fredericks that just won the Young Lions Cup or was it Coughlin? Uh, I believe Fredericks. Okay, I thought so as well. Yeah, yeah. I know it was one of the LA Dojo Young Lions won the uh, yeah. the cup. I thought for sure it was going to be Shuda Umino. Yeah, I thought so too, actually. And also with Shuda and Ren Narita being sent out on excursion, A, it's about time. Yeah. But that means Umino, Umino is going to like the UK. Isn't he going to Rev Pro? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So that kind of sucks. I was hoping to see him tonight, but we do get to see Ren Narita on the card. Yeah, because he's going to be in L.A. He's going to L.A. Dojo, so. So what are you looking for for the opening match? Who do you think is going to win? I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a time limit draw, actually. Yeah, I think that would be pretty neat, but I think Carl Fredericks will probably win out, I'm sure. Coming off the momentum of the uh, Young Lions Cup victory. Yeah, yeah that's I what agree. I'm thinking as well. Uh, what's the next match? Because there's eight scheduled matches. So the next one is Lance Archer yep. uh, versus Ren Narita. Now, obviously Archer's going to get the win on this one. Oh, well, yeah. It's but, just a matter of <laughs> what kind of match it's going to be. Yeah, so. probably a wild, chaotic one. I was surprised 
at Lance Archer's uh, G1, how we started out so strong was a pretty big victory. Yeah, especially on the very first match, um, him beating Will Ospreay. Yeah, that was a huge win. Yeah, that um, shocked me quite a bit. So I thought right off the bat he was going to be a candidate to win the G1, but yeah. he didn't, so... Um, uh, I'm I'm sure he's gonna do pretty well in this match and get the win. So. Yeah, yeah. Third match. Um, Clark Connors and TJP. Yeah. Um, and Which I, I didn't know TJP was gonna be on the card. That's surprising. Yeah. So he's gonna be there. Um, he just came off being in the Super J. Yep. Um, and they're facing Juice Robinson. Yep. Um, which I'm excited for that. I, I've never seen him live, so he's, okay. come, he's come well, to no, New England. We, we saw him at the Garden, didn't we? Was he at the Garden? Yes, he was. But I think he, I was, don't... he was in the was he in the Royal Rumble match at the beginning? The New Japan Rumble match? Oh, my God. That was a blur. That Rumble, know. besides Muda and Suzuki and uh, no, Kenny I King can't. randomly fucking winning, so... <laughs> Buddha man, I, I think I popped a vocal cord. Yeah, it's one of the biggest pops I've personally ever done. I'm glad we were there live for it because on the rebroadcast or whatever with the dub music, it's just not don't the have same. Suzuki's music on no, there, which is pretty. That is I, that's just absurd. Yeah. I didn't understand that. Yeah. Um. So and then he's teaming up with Mikey Nichols. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I, I believe it's his first U.S. show. Since leaving NXT? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Forgive nice. me if I'm wrong. He wasn't in the Super J, right? No, I don't think so, no. No. So, yeah. I so, think Juice and uh, Nichols are going to get the win on this one. I think they're going to get the win as well, so I'm in agreement with that. And not to be rude, that's actually the match that I'm, like, the least excited about is that tag match. I wouldn't say that. I think it's just the match where I don't really have any expectations on it. Yeah. So it's just yeah. kind of like, okay, we'll see how this goes and go from right. there. I don't expect it to be bad. I no, I don't think so either. I don't either. really have a horse in the race on that one. No, I agree. I don't either. So Match four. <laughs> Rock and Roll Express. I'm so excited, finally. Yeah, pretty cool seeing him. Um, and the fact that, they're run, that the Rock and Rolls are wrestling Chase Owens and, and, and Jada. Yeah. I think that would be a really fun match. Because um, Chase Owens was trained by Ricky Morton. Yes. And has a lot of respect and admiration for Ricky Morton based on the conversation they had with him at, uh, not Russell K, but at, uh, but uh, we went to in October. Oh, WrestleCon. I mean, uh, WrestleCon in October yeah. in April. On WrestleCon, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So I'm super excited about it because, A, this I love, have loved the Rock and Roll Express forever. Yeah. I've met them a couple of times. Yeah. But I've never actually seen them wrestle live. Yeah. And so this is my second time seeing them live. When did you was the well, okay, I guess technically, all right. Technically, when I went to WrestleMania 14, they were in the tag team battle royal. Yeah. That that shit doesn't count. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. so I saw him at American Rana versus the Butcher and the Blade. That's right. That's so right. that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. They didn't do the double drop kick, but hey, that's oh, fine. They still nice. can wrestle oh, yeah. better than, honestly, most fucking tag teams, which is crazy uh, at I, their age. I am super excited for this. I, I know, I know we're going to see the double drop kick tonight. Yeah. Chase Owens is going to sell it like he's fucking dead. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm hoping for, so. Because this is actually, this is, surprisingly, the Rock and Roll Express's New Japan Pro Wrestling debut. 
Yeah. They've never wrestled in New Japan before, so they're wrestling on these this American tour. Yeah. This is their only quote unquote singles match. Yeah. You know, this is their only tag team match. Like they're in a six man tag with uh, Tanahashi, and yeah. then they're in a like a ten man tag main event. Yeah. Uh, on the last show, so the fact that we get them in a quote unquote singles tag team match, yeah. and the fact they're wrestling Chase Owens, I'm super freaking excited. Yeah. So next one. Oh, by the way, I think the Rock and Roll Express is gonna win that one. I think they're gonna win too. <laughs> I would be pretty fucking surprised if they did not win. Me so too. yeah. Next up. So we have Amazing Red. Yep. And Tomohiro Ishii. Another surprise for me, Amazing Red. Yep. And I'm actually excited to see these two guys tag team together. Yep. Yeah, and then they're facing the team of Bushi and uh, Shingo. Yeah. yeah. Shingo and Ishii in the ring together. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think that's going to be pretty fucking killer. And I think it's cool to see Amazing Red doing New Japan shows now in the States. So I think it would be cool if he went to Japan as well. Did but you watch his match with the Lost Ray? I did, yeah. That was, well, yeah, you have my New Japan. Yeah, I have it. Wasn't yeah. that freaking great? Yeah, that was really awesome. I was, I mean, that was a dream match for Osprey. That match was so freaking good. And that was, like, the match, too, that Amazing Red said, like, all right, like, I will wrestle this one last match, yeah. and then I'm done. Yeah. So, apparently, that match, you know, lit a fire. Yeah. Restored his passion again, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him over in Japan finally. Yeah, I think for New Japan, I think that's definitely. I'm sure it's a personal bucket list thing for yeah. Amazing Ren. I'd be surprised if he didn't go over there, but yeah, yeah I agree. Um, but uh, I think uh, yeah, I think that Bushi uh, and Shingo are going to get the win on this one. Yeah, I think so too. I think they're going to get the win as well. So. What's up next? So the next one is um, uh, Gato, Kenta, Jay White versus Rocky Romero, Yoshihashi, and Hiroki Goto. I really wish Hiroki Goto was doing autographs. Yeah, I agree. That was another person I just realized, like, that would be someone really cool to meet. Yeah, I would love to meet Goto, and I hope we get his entrance music live, because I freaking love his entrance music. Yeah. Um... Nothing against Rocky Romero's music, but I hope we get Goto's music. I agree. Um, I'm looking forward to this match. I think this will be a great six-man tag. I feel like... Uh, I think Bullet Club's going to win this. I, I think Kenta's going to get... Well, okay, so... Yoshihashi has a Neverweight Open title match coming up over this weekend. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised to see Yoshihashi get a pin on Kenta yeah. as a build towards their their match, but I do see Bullet Club winning. Yeah. Um. But uh, I'm excited about this match. I think it's going to be great. I think Kent is going to pin Rocky Romero. Yep. That's what I think is going to happen. So next we have, like, our semi-main event. Yep. Um, we have Show and Yo. Yep. For Funky 3K. Yep. Um, versus Gorillas of Destiny. This is for the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, Heavyweight Tag Team Championships, too. Yep. So we're getting a title match tonight, which surprised me. Yeah, it surprised me, too. Um, and I think this is Show and Yo's first challenge for the heavyweight tag titles. I think you're right on that as yeah. well. Um, I think it's definitely going to be a, a very good effort on their part, but yeah. I think Gorillas of Destiny are going to win this. I do too. I'd yeah. be very surprised I, to see a title change right off. I would be shocked to see Showing Yo get the belts, but you, you never know. Right. I mean, how many times? We were at the Garden, though, so I realize it's different, but I mean, there was a lot of title changes at the Garden. Oh, yeah. Um, also, real quick, so 
this is uh, Tawataka Tangaloa's seventh title defense. Yeah. I think if they win tonight, they beat the record set by um, Carl Anderson and, oh, wow. and Don Gallows for yep. most title defenses. Oh, cool. Yeah, that would be pretty neat. Um, and then the main event yep. is Naito, Evil, Sonata. That's a great great trio, huh? Yeah, versus Okada, Obushi, and Tanahashi. That's, a, that's a pretty good great trio, too, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this one, um, it's going to be pretty fucking great. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not really sure who I think is going to win this one. I, Tim, that is definitely straight up in the air for me. I, 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 can, see, I can see Naito winning. Yep. In this match, getting the pin and winning. Yep. Lij. Yep. Um, what do you think? Well, so Abushi's got the contract, so it's not like he's gonna win and to show up Okada. Right. Right. So, but I'm sure there'll be some tension between the two of them. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that maybe that might lead to the yeah. demise in that match. So. Well, I wouldn't be. I, I actually wouldn't be surprised. If Sonata got the pin on Okada, because they have a title match coming up at King of Pro Wrestling in October. That's right. I forgot about so, that. So, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me to see Okada getting a little pushed that way. Or, Okada or Sonata getting the pin on Ibushi. Yeah. And then, built in and then after, maybe he'll have claims to have a match with Ibushi, like in December, for the, for the Wrestle Kingdom contract type thing. Yeah. But I, I, I actually see Sonata probably going over on this one because he has that title match coming up. Yeah. And not for nothing, I love Sonata. I've been a big fan of his for years. And when in the G1 this year, I was at work watching the G1 when he beat Okada. Yeah. In like 29 minutes and 50 seconds or something absurd like that. And, you know, 30 minute time limit. And I actually jumped up out of my seat at work and was like, yeah! <laughs> little tear in my eye too because I was emotional because wrestling makes me emotional but man that was such an awesome match so I think one thing I realized looking at this card and this goes for all wrestling shows I've been to whether it's independent or WWE whatever Um, I think this is one of the rare cards I've seen that not only am I really excited for it but I'm also would not mind like either way like I'm not disappointed if like Someone doesn't win or someone doesn't lose. I think the only one maybe might be Rock and Roll Express. See, that's, if that's anything, I think that's the only one, the only one I'm like, all right, they got to win. I want them to win. But other than that, I think I'd be. I, I, I'm really looking forward to just watching wrestling. I am looking forward to just watching some awesome wrestling. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I'm not. I. I Probably am not going to take any pictures tonight. I'm just not going to bother. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm just going to watch the show instead of watching it through my phone like I do when I take pictures. I'm just going to watch the show and enjoy it, and I'll just borrow other people's pictures Yeah. the blog. Another thing I just realized, too, is I'm actually going to see uh, Lance uh, Archer twice in one week because he's going to be wrestling for Beyond Wrestling. I meant to bring you an Archer card to see if we get that sign for DM. Yeah, so that will be pretty neat, so... Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to tonight's show. Like you, Mikey, I, I don't really, except for the rock and rolls, I'm good for whoever winning whatever. Yeah. And, you know, uh, they're doing a meet and greet before. Yeah. And we were chatting about this before earlier. Like, you and I both bought uh, the meet and greet for Sonata. Yeah. Which, 25 bucks for an autograph and a photo with is a good price. Yeah, it's a very good price. Uh, I mean, it's cheaper than what Ring of Honor was charging last time they came up to even Lewiston. It was still 40 bucks. Oh, yeah, it's unreal. Yeah, um, and then they charged 50 bucks for a tag team with the Rock and Roll Express, and 
Actually, it's 50 bucks for all three members of Republican 3K, which is a really good price. Really good deal, yeah. But we're only getting, for meet and greets, we're only getting Tanahashi, who we met in April, yep. Rapungi 3K, The Rock and Rolls, and Sonata. Yeah. Nobody else, which surprises that. I, I figured they would at least have a couple more. I figured they might have at least had Kenta. Yeah. Because of, you know, WWE fame. Right. Those casual WWE fans known from there. And not... I also noticed there's, there's no heels. No. I just noticed that too, but yeah. But it's not just in Lowell. This this whole weekend, there's there's only like four or five guys each show that are doing appearances. Yeah, and I think even maybe one outside appearance that happened yesterday. That was a uh, um, they had Tiger and uh, Tanahashi at yes. one of those. Yeah, they had they had some appearance yesterday because the the big thing is this is gonna be uh, Tiger's like Tiger's final countdown to retirement. Yeah, but they're making a big deal of it in New York City, so I wonder if we're gonna see him tonight. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering too. So we got uh, decent seats for the show today. We're second row. Yeah, second row. I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, so I am too. Uh, on the aisle, which I love the aisle spillover seat I take. You think we're going to do some uh, air guitar again? Uh, dude, when we, okay. So at Rev Pro in April, we had front row. Yeah. And when Tanahashi came out, he actually stopped and stood back and air guitar in front of us. Yeah. So we all air guitar yeah. and head banged with Tanahashi. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm super excited. This is, I mean, I know you've been to Lowell a bunch more than I have. Yeah. I mean, like, this is, I feel like, what, the fifth, fourth year in a row we've gone to Lowell for a show together? I think that sounds about right, yeah. And we had the three Ring of Honor shows, the two pay-per-views, and the house show, and then this one. So I think it's the fourth or four, fourth time in five years or fourth year in a row yep. we've done a, a show in Lowell together, which is, uh, I mean, I like the Lowell venue. Yeah. It's two hours from your house. It's a really easy drive, really easy parking. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really cool like little places to eat whether you want to sit some sit down yeah for a little bit or you know get a quick bite so it's a pretty cool little like spot where the little auditorium is so and um while we're talking about wrestling because we like to talk about wrestling we're talking about this anyways last friday night i was in ottawa ontario canada and i went i went to c4 yeah how was that that was fucking awesome yeah what was your favorite match from that Actually, surprisingly, I, I was probably going to surprise a lot of you. It was actually the Dark Order against the Buffalo Brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Dark Order against, and it was the Buffalo Brothers consisted of Kevin Blackwood, who we've seen a Limitless a bunch. Yeah. And Kevin Bennett. Yep. And I, did Kevin Bennett ever come into Limitless? Yeah, he did one of the, he did one of the scrambles once at the Westbrook Armory. Okay, all yep. right. See, I don't remember, but. I don't know if if, if Bennett I, Blackwood's great. I, I'm yep. a big fan of his. I love seeing him in Limitless. He puts on some hell of great matches. Yeah, Bennett. I wasn't. I don't remember ever seeing him before. Yeah. So I don't know if they're just they just an awesome tag team, or the fact that the Super Smash Brothers, aka the Dark Order, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, are just that fucking good of a tag team. Yeah. But that match was tag team wrestling at its best. Like yeah, quick tags. High impact offense, big you know, big baby face selling, finally getting the hot tag. Yeah. Um, guys flying around the ring, you know, Grayson pulling the partner down so he can't make the tag. You know, I mean, just it was great tag team wrestling, and the match was so friggin' good. It was my favorite match of the night, actually. Nice. Um, nice. But yeah, I mean, so we drove from 
my wife and I happened to plan a vacation last February to go to Ottawa for four nights. Because that's every September we go away for a few nights. And the way it works for me is whenever I go away on vacation, unless it's wrestling related, I never go to wrestling on vacation because there's never a show going on. Right. Or I find one that is three hours away, or it happens happening the next day or the day before, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. But so in February we planned this trip, and I had asked Ethan Page in May when I saw him, "Hey, do you know if C4 is going to run a show in September? They've got nothing listed." He looked and he goes, "Nah, man, I got I don't see them having anything posted, and they haven't told me." And I was like, "Damn it, all right." So I just kept watching and watching. I had messaged to Grace, Grayson in June because he works for them a lot. Right. Saying, hey, do you know if C4's running in September during this weekend? Because, of, you know, XYZ. And he's like, I'll let you know. And then about two months later in August, um, he sent me a, a message on Facebook that said, yeah, September 20th, they're running at St. Anthony's Hall. And uh, I don't know. He goes, I don't know if I'm going to be on it or not because that's PWG weekend as well. Right. I was like, all right, awesome, thank you for letting me know. And then it wasn't until after the 16th, after their cancer benefits show that Cody Rhodes was on, that they announced that the show was happening. Yeah. And so I reached out to C4. I tried to get a front row ticket, but they don't do their tickets online. They have a vendor locally that does them. Really? Yeah. So, like, you can't buy tickets online. Uh, so you have to legit wait in line somewhere? Yeah. Like, they have, it's a record store in Ontario. Okay. In Ottawa, that is, I mean, Ottawa, Ontario, that they sell their VIB tickets. It's the only place you can get them is at this record store. Yeah. Otherwise, they have a lot of other little venues around the little, like, uh, places, outlets around the city. Yep. That sells their general militia tickets. But that's how they sell their tickets. They don't have online ticketing. It's literally you have to go in person. And oh, none shit. of their none of their ticket vendors have online ticketing. So I couldn't get a front row. Yeah. So, but they told me they'd hold me a general mission at the door to make sure I had a ticket. Yeah, that's good at least. Yeah, absolutely. So I was like, nah, I'll take that. Um, people talk that C4 is the PWG of Canada. Yeah. Would you and say that's pretty fair? I'd say that's very fair, yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's the PWG that when they ran at the Legion Hall, where they packed 400 people in there type of thing. Yeah. You know, like before PWG exploded, even. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that's very fair. I mean, uh, you know, they held the ticket for me at the door. Yeah. Uh, they, they they communicated with me excellently about holding the ticket and anything else. And then I got in there, and here's the thing: like, you know, my wife, we left Maine that morning. We drove to Cantley, uh, Quebec, where our Airbnb was. Yeah. And then after hanging out there for like an hour, I drove by myself back to Ottawa, about. 30 minutes away yeah. to go to the show. By the time I got to the show, I had driven like 420 miles that day. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So I was a little tired, but I was all pumped up on wrestling adrenaline. Um, the line was around the block. But boy, once those doors opened, they pumped the people in there fast. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I believe it. Uh, general mission was 20 bucks. Front row was 35 uh, or 30. Um, this is all Canadian, obviously. Yeah. Um, not, a, not as many there was, They had quite a few wrestlers out there But it's the same thing as like There's so many damn people there Yeah It's like the Westbrook Armory Where like to get to the gimmick tables Everything's gotta, crammed together yeah. yeah There was well over 400 people in there Yeah And that is a lively crowd Yeah I mean hot crowd Lively I mean you you watch it on IWTV I believe it's on there That show is Yeah um, They did a pre-show match With a couple of guys I had never seen And Al- Alex, Alex Gaines yeah. Alexander Gaines And some guy named Ringworm 
Okay. Lin- Linworm or Linwood. I'm sorry. I had a weird Chikara-style mask on. Yeah. Um, that was a that was a pretty good banger of an opening match. They went six, seven minutes. Yeah. And then the show started promptly at 7.30, which I love. Yeah. They did a 15-minute intermission, which, again, I love the, you know, and then the show itself was excellent. Um, a lot of great matches on it. A lot of guys I'd never seen before. Yep. Uh, I got to finally see Josh Alexander in person. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. He, so I've never seen him. Long. Yeah. Uh, he wrestled Lufisto. Yep. So that was awesome. I got a couple cards signed by Lufisto. I got Stu Grayson to sign my Super Smash Brothers cards, but Uno never came out. Yep. Uh, I saw the Gymnastic Boys for the first time. Yeah. So I've never seen him in person, but I've seen him. Dude. Matches before online. Yeah, me too. But in person, different. And dude, they are so friggin' good. Yeah. Like, they're deceptively athletic. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, the, I mean, uh, Timmy Lou Retton, okay? He was doing, like, one handed handsprings, and he did a. You, you know how Too Cold Scorpio floats through the air? Yeah. How Teddy Hart floats through the air? Yeah. Timmy Loretta floats through the air. Yeah, really? He looks like a... Like, I'm not saying he's a chubby guy. Yeah. He's a chubby guy, like 5'9", 5'10", maybe. Surprises the hell out of you. And that's what they both did. He did a fourth... He did a, uh, a shooting star press. Yeah. And he just floated like someone... Like he was being guided on cables. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, And then I can't think of the other fella's name now, but they were awesome. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of them. Yeah. They were selling their highspots.com trading card. Okay. So I bought that for five bucks off them. Nice. And uh, they signed it for me, so that was awesome. So I got a few cards signed. Pretty excited about that. Um, I talked to Josh Alexander. He was cool as shit. I talked to Steve Grayson. He actually recognized me from my, my Facebook photo of ever. He's like, oh, hey, glad you made it. And I was like, me too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dark Order, man, versus uh, Kevin Bennett and Kevin Blackwood. That yeah. was fucking awesome yeah um the main event was actually because they, they had the the title match before intermission okay and i think alexander had to get out of there after intermission i i know that because he told me he did yeah um the main event was uh lax who's going by uh eyfbo oh nice uh against uh tabernacle team yep which that's one of the I was very excited to see that. Yeah. I saw that they had three matches in Limitless. They freaking killed it. I loved it. And then, of course, they're Canadian. They don't, you know, visa issues, whatever. They can't get into the States. Yeah. I mean, they, they can. They're not Mike Bailey or anything. Right. But they can't get into the state right now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them sign with AEW sooner than later. Yeah, that would be a really cool team. Because... That- they wrestled Cody and MJF in August. Okay. And well, you, did you did you watch it? I haven't watched oh. it, but I knew that that match happened. Oh, so it was great. Yeah, it was great. It would not surprise me to see TDT and AEW. Yeah, that'd be a nice little fit. So plus, there's not really a crazy amount of. To me, there isn't. There isn't a lot of like heel tag teams that they really have. So no. Well, okay. So in Ottawa, TDT. Not heels. Well, yeah, obviously. Holy but in the shit. States, it would be a whole nother story, you know? Um, Alexander was a heel. They hated him. Yeah. Uh, the Dark Order, they loved the hell out of them. Yeah. Uh, Blackwood was a heel. That was odd. Yeah. Um, but TDT, big time baby faces. Uh, the, the heels in the tag match main event with the champions, uh, was it Matt Angel and Kobe Durst? 
Yeah, I believe that's who the champs are. Yeah, no, they were the heels. And yeah. uh, I've seen Kobe Durst in the past. I think I've seen him at IWE. Really? I think so, like years ago. But anyways, um, I'll have to look at my records. But anyways. He's pretty young, so. Uh, great tag team match. Really good tag team match. A lot of brawling outside the ring, inside the ring. They did the... The new wrestling thing now, which is you prop a door up on two chairs and break the door. Yep. That happened a few times throughout the night. Yep. Uh, however, they did on LAX. Some fan apparently painted a table for this at LAX. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they brought it out, and then that got broken in the match. Nice. And But the, the tag champs did this move, and I don't know who did what, but the referee was counting, or was, was leading through the ropes, checking on TDT. And LAX or EYFBO, whatever. And Durst and his partner kind of sat the referee up between the ropes, so his shoulder was pushing the rope up and his butt was pushing the rope down. Yeah. And then one grabbed the other in a backpack and then came off to the far side and ran and dove through the ropes. Jeez. With one guy holding, you know, it was like crazy. I, I'd never seen it. It looked amazing. I did put it on my blog because I posted my blog. Uh, live report last night finally yeah. of the show and I found that gif online and I put it on my blog like that was just crazy yeah very entertaining I'll have to check it out if it's on IWTV so. I believe I saw last night that they finally posted it up on IWTV it wasn't live right but it's, it's on there now but yeah. what a hell of a show nice sincerely like so definitely worth it oh yeah I yeah. mean I, I, wrestling bucket list always wanted to go to C4 always wanted to go to a show in another country so double check off right there, because I mean, to me, when I think about wrestling in Canada, C4 is the biggest company that pops to mind, right? Yeah. Uh, or Interspecies Wrestling is another long time. Or Innovative Hybrid Wrestling. I could name a bunch. Ethan of Page's them. promotion. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. AIW or AAW. No, uh, Alpha One. Alpha One, yes, yeah, so AIW. Yeah. So like those like the approaches that jumped to my head, but you know, like C4 is the one that I'm that I hear about a lot. Again, the PWG of Canada, as they call it. Yeah. Um, I saw another guy. He was involved in the six-man tag, uh, Billy Brash. Okay. I guess he's uh, he is from Tennessee or Carolina's area. He wrestles for my buddy Brandon down in North Carolina. Says he wrestles for uh, AML. Oh, okay. Um, as does the Gymnasties and, yeah. and others. Billy Brash comes out. He's wearing, he's got the big beard, long hair, just trunks and boots. He's got like a camo vest on. Yeah. And he's tall and slender. And I'm expecting like the southern crawler, kick punch guy. Yeah. Fuck no. He was impressive as hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He moons, his moonsault's beautiful. He was diving and moonsaulting. And I mean, it was he was awesome. I'd love to see him again. There was a bunch of names that I sent to uh, Brandy. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if you've heard of these guys or if you not familiar, you kind of maybe maybe be familiar, but yep. and Brash was on there, and then obviously the gymnasties. This young kid named Junior Benito. Okay. Um, he was in the opening match against I can't think of the fellow's name now, and it's too bad, but it doesn't matter. Um, fans were are in love with Junior Benito. Really. And they were behind him tremendously, and they had a hell of a match. Um, really the. the the one match on the card that was kind of the weakest link was the Underground Championship 
and I can't remember the fellow's name. I know he wrestled right now because I'm driving to Massachusetts. I can't look it up. But uh, the crowd didn't seem to give a shit about this match. And the champ there, he drop kicked the guy, and when he drop kicked him and he fell and he landed, he didn't rotate over all the way to his stomach, and he landed really awkwardly on his left shoulder. Oh. And he clearly stove himself up. His arm just pretty much hung there for the rest of the match, and he was in severe pain, and it was it was bad. And again, no one seemed to give two shits about this match at all Jeez. until the masked guy brought out a couple of chairs and a, t- and a, and a door, yeah. and then they lost their minds. Yeah. And then he put himself through the door, and then he got his ass choked out, and the champ retained. But I'm pretty sure he legit fucked his shoulder up bad. Probably, by the sounds of it, so. Yeah. And then Josh Alexander fought Lufisto. Yeah. And I'd be, uh, I, you know, awesome match. Yeah. Uh, they stiffed the shit out of each other. Oh, that doesn't surprise me one damn bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was, yeah, it was a killer match. They went, they went, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes, I think. Yeah. Pretty awesome match. If you have IWTV, go watch the show. Yep. Especially, uh, I mean, there's a lot of great matches on it. Yeah. So, definitely worth my $20 Canadian. Nice. Yeah. I don't even know how much that is fucking American at this point. Uh, I think it's like 15 bucks. Oh, perfect. 16 bucks That's American. a steal. Yeah, it really was. And here's the thing, like, uh, for the most majority of the show, I, I just stood up. Yeah. They had three rows on one side of the ring and the gimmick table. I just kind of stood against the wall because there was a lot of people that were just standing. I was going to say, that had to probably be a lot of standing. And um, I just stood and watched it, and it was the most of the show that way. And it was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then... My feet were getting a little tired, and I was tired because it's been a long day for me. Yeah. So, uh, I think the last, last, second to last match, I, I sat down. Someone had left their seat, so I sat down in like the third row for a spell just to rest my feet. There. Yeah. After the show, I got to shoot the shit with TDT. Yeah. And I only had two of the Limitless Wrestling trading cards with me of them. Yeah. And I had a third one on the way, but it just didn't show up in the mail in time. Okay. So I gave them the cards, and I got home, and of course, the third one was in my mail. Yeah. So I'm hoping to uh, talk to Thomas Dubois and see if he'll let me mail him the card or if they'll sign it for me. Yes. Yeah. They were they were tickled about the cards. They, they thought that was really cool. Cause they did they know, know, I was going to say, did they know about them? They didn't know anything about them. They just came out that series two of the Limitless cards. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I was hoping to have that third one so I could get them to sign it. And then, and also, I was starting to, I was shooting the shit with this guy uh, at the show. Turns out he's the uh, promoter owner of Image Beaches Wrestling. Yeah, I saw that. That yeah. was pretty neat. So he gave me a pin. He's like, I like that shirt. And I was like, oh, thanks. And I was wearing my progress shirt. Okay. And uh, and we're shooting the shit about this and that and everything. And then he threw. He goes, "Here, have a pin." Just I like the shirt. And he tossed me the pin. It was an interspecies wrestling logo pin. Nice. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty freaking awesome." He's like, "Yeah, that's my company." I'm like, "You, you're right. You're you're on ISW." Yeah, I do. I was like, "Oh shit!" Blah blah blah. He's like, "You ever been to one of my shows?" I go, "I live in Maine." He's like, "Well, we run Connecticut." Yeah, it's been a while yeah. since they have. Well, he's going to be running the show soon in Danbury, apparently. Okay. And I go, and he's like, you live in Maine. I'm like, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, vacation, blah, blah, blah. So we were shooting the shit and everything. And then um, I guess he messaged Randy or something about it. And yeah. And he tagged me in the tweet. So he gave me a follow or whatever. So nice. he's a really good guy. I talked to him before the show and during the show. And then actually he's the one to help me uh, 
meet up there with the TDT after the show. Oh, nice. Yeah, because they didn't come out at intermission, and so he, he got so to go have him come out so I could talk to him for a bit, get a picture with him and everything. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah, and those guys were wicked cool. Honestly, everyone there was really cool. Yeah. And kind of like, you've experienced this yourself, because you go to wrestling shows by yourself. Yeah. You, you go to the show by yourself, but you're not watching wrestling alone. No, I never feel that way. You know, and that's the thing, like, you and I have not going to wrestling. Yep. Uh, you know, Roy and I, and the majority of the people I, we go to Limitless. Yeah. There's 20 people there that we talk to throughout the course of the show. Yeah. That we met just from going to wrestling. Yeah, easily. Or you met going to wrestling and then I met them because you knew them or yep. whatever that made you, you know, I just. Yep. That's why wrestling is awesome. I agree. That's why wrestling is awesome. So, uh, what was, uh, your most recent show? Oh, so I don't think I've been to a show since the Limitless Westbrook show. At the Portland Expo? Yeah, uh, yeah, at the Expo show. I think that was the most recent one I've been to. Like you, that is not like you at all. No, I've been kind of, like, slowing down a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you didn't go to... I didn't go to... Did Larry have a show last Friday? Larry has had a couple shows since then, I believe. No, I haven't gone to them, so... I would have gone to the fucking Farmington Fair if I would have known AG was going to be on the show. I know. Did you see that he wrestled Tony Atlas again? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I would have gone to the Farmington Fair to watch AG wrestle Tony Atlas. Yeah, so I... One of Larry's shows, luckily, I saw... Anthony Green wrestled Tony Atlas and it was probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen and oh, it was really? so great yeah <laughs> yeah um, but yeah I mean this is my first show in a few weeks so. three weeks ago today yeah. was the Limitless show at the Portland Expo yeah um, that was a great show yeah that was a really good show I, that, the way they had the venue set up and everything it looked awesome yeah it felt different didn't it yeah so it felt really different it definitely was a big feel show um, probably like around 900 people there which is really damn good that's damn good yeah so now have you watched any of the video clips of the show? So, I mean, I've watched some of the stuff on YouTube, but I haven't seen actual match footage yet. Well, so. Okay, so I've watched I've watched some of the clips they've had of the matches on YouTube or on their Facebook or on Twitter or whatever that Limitless has put out. So it's yeah. their official footage. Yeah. It looks like a big-time house show. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it legitimately, like, it even looks... It looks grander somehow than, and I'm not disparaging anything but then like your typical Limitless show at Westbrook yeah it looks more yeah and honestly it kind of looks more it's hard to describe it's definitely a more big feel production wise I feel like on Limitless's podcast I don't know if you listen to it or not but Josh Mason yeah I heard had said that he, he compared it to like an old school WWE house show yeah and that's accurate I say that's very accurate. I say, you know, and, and it's funny because Josh Mason back 20 years ago did ring announcing for EWA. Oh, really? Yeah, he was the ring announcer for Eastern Wrestling Alliance when they were doing some Stevens Avenue Armory show in Portland. Oh, shit. And I was doing timekeeping and everything for them back then as well. And so we would sit at ringside together and we would call the matches to each other yeah. while we were watching the show. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, he, he commented that it had that feel like a WWE house show it does yeah the look of it how like it just it really does I mean I hope Brandy goes back to the expo again I I think he will I I, think I can at least see like some sort of annual show there every year I was about to say not 
not multiple times a year, but like no. a once a year thing. No. Now, did you see he posted on Twitter about, or maybe even Facebook as well, about like what you know, what would you think about a monthly Limitless Wrestling show? Yeah, so I think it's definitely a good idea um, to do a monthly show. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of talent around that you can easily do a monthly show. Yep. Um, I don't think it really hurt him. I think if he was, you know, maybe, you know, in like a Massachusetts or Rhode Island, maybe he would have, it would be a little tougher to yeah. do it monthly. But I think, you know, with, with having monthly shows in the state of Maine, I think it would be awesome, actually. Um, I, I know I, now that I work day shift, Monday through Friday, yeah. 7 to, 7.30 to 4. Yeah. I will be attending every monthly Limitless show. Yeah, I will definitely be there monthly, too. Um, as long as I know when ahead of time yeah. it's going to be somewhat. And usually, you know, I get a little inside info, not going to lie, on yeah. when shows are going to be. Well, I just asked. Yeah. I personally just ask. Well, that. That's... Hey, what do you got planned for November? Like, before, you know, like, like say back in May, what, do you have a date for September? I have to put in for time off. Right. Type of thing. And that's usually what I do and too. You go so like maybe the sixth, you know. Right. So, um, what's your next show after tonight then? So my next show is Beyond, the season premiere uh, Uncharted Territory season two in Worcester. What day is that? Um, that's on a Thursday, so it's not going to be every Thursday now. Yeah. Um, they're going to run in Worcester. Still going to be on IWTV. That's so too bad about their venue falling out. Yeah, so kind of a long story on that. So um, I won't get into it right now, but basically they're still in Worcester. It's still going to be amazing. Um, It's a great venue uh, for wrestling, great city for wrestling. Worcester's got a lot of really um, hardcore wrestling fans that are very loud and vocal. So um, after that, I think um, I have Let's Wrestle coming up. Yep. Um, That's another show. I feel like there's more, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. Going back to your Uncharted uh, Territory, so last year, for season one, yep. we managed to go to the first episode, last April that is, not last year, but last April, yep. on our way to New York for WrestleMania weekend. Yep. That was awesome. Yep. But they're in a different venue than that now, correct? Yeah, so about midway through the season, they moved from Electric Haze to White Eagle, which is... Because same city, probably. Um, I think I know they were doing some construction in that area, so I don't know if that played a factor. Um, it is a bigger venue. Yeah. Um, it, I think production-wise, it looks better too. Yeah. I'm, so I'm not really sure, but yeah. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite things going right now in indie wrestling is Uncharted Territory. Well, what's really cool. Is now like next week is the first week or this coming week, whatever you call it. Monday night you got Raw, yep. new season, the new commentators. Which I don't know who that one guy is. So he's an NXT uh, wrestler, former NFL player turned wrestler. Yeah. Um, and now he's doing commentary. Um, I've he- only seen him commentating. He's only done commentating on uh, Two of Five Live, and he's not bad. Okay. He definitely brings like a you know. Excitement, youthful feel to it. So we got Vic Joseph. Yeah, Vic Joseph is awesome. That's awesome. Um, when Jerry he did, Lawler coming back. Yeah, so Jerry Lawler, I, I, 
surprising. It is. I don't think he's going to be there for that long. Um, I can see maybe Tom Phillips coming back as the third guy. I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, so I think that's from what I've read yeah. from the dirt sheets. I don't really look into him too much, but supposedly it's just temporary. So, okay. yep. So that's Monday. Tuesday night we have uh, Impact on Access. Yeah, so Impact on Access. Um, that's because Access got bought out by Anthem, but was Impact. And yes. Now, now Impact has a weekly show. Yeah, so I, think, so I think that would be pretty cool. I think one disadvantage of them is um, they're not live. Um, they tape, you know, multiple weeks yeah. out. Um, but they have a really good roster. Um, their women's division's phenomenal. Their yes, knockouts division. Um, they have a lot of really good tag teams right now, too, with um, the North. Yeah. Um, you have OVE. Um, there's a lot of great teams in there. Um, but, yeah, I think it's very smart that they're going to be on Tuesdays. Um, I, Wednesday I, night. Wednesday. We, we got two live shows, AEW and NXT on USA. Yeah, so that's going to be really interesting coming up, um, especially this week being the first week that both are going to be on. Do you think... That this we have the potential for a Wednesday night wars like we had the Monday night wars back in the late 90s. I, I think so for a time being. I don't know how long it's going to last for. Um, I think one disadvantage, honestly, yeah. with NXT is them being in full sale every week. To me, I think that's going to eventually burn out, but we'll see. Uh, here's one thing for sure, in my opinion. I think between NXT, Raw, and SmackDown, the one that has the best opportunity to compete with AEW would be NXT. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's Wednesday, Thursday night. You have IWTV, you got Uncharted Territory, Beyond Wrestling Live. Yep. Friday night, SmackDown moving to Fox. Yep. Which I'm excited about because I don't have cable, so I usually watch Raw and SmackDown after the fact on Hulu, but now I can watch SmackDown Live because I get Fox on my antenna. So Thursday, technically, I forgot to mention, yeah. even though it's not live or anything, but NXT UK is now going to be on Thursdays now. Oh, it is. They're moving from Wednesdays to Thursdays at uh, 3 o'clock, I believe. Well, that's probably because they're moving the NXT replay to the WWE Network on Thursday. Yeah, so this is interesting. So I don't know if they're going to upload the whole episode of NXT right off the bat, but last week they they had the whole episode pretty quickly. Yeah. The USA and the WWE Network one. Yeah. But when I looked, um, you know, just right before we left, they still had just the WWE Network. They didn't have what happened on USA uploading that uh-huh. yet to the network. Um, if they were smart, in all honesty, they should probably just not, you know, kind of do what they do now. You know, have Raw and SmackDown uploaded to the network maybe like I think they do like either at least a month or maybe even more out from that episode date so I hate that though because on Hulu they only do a 90 minute version of Raw so they cut out you know half hour of the show yeah and then when they upload it a month later they find the whole thing but to that time I don't want to go back and watch the little bit they cut out yeah so the NXT didn't cut anything out from what I've been told they don't cut out anything out of Smackdown either when they put Smackdown on Hulu it's the whole show right so, if they were smart, they wouldn't do that right off the bat, yeah. because that's going to obviously create more people tuning into AEW. 
I know personally that's what I would do if I know that that's what they're going to do every week. Yeah. As well, I'll just watch AEW Live and then watch, you know, NXT either the day after or two days after, whatever it is. I so. think there's a lot of people that just get the network for NXT. Like, that's a big draw for me is to yeah. watch NXT on the network every week. Yeah. NXT UK. Yep. 205 Live's been amazing, too. Well, 205 Live's been damn good, but I've heard that's going away. So, I've heard rumors that they're actually going to make an announcement saying it's going to be on Friday nights right after SmackDown. Oh, okay. At 10 o'clock on the network. Wow. I'm fine with that. So, that would be actually be better for them in terms of a viewership. Yep. Um, more people, I think, will watch live rather than on a Tuesday yep. during the work week. Um, I think just once again, just your only downfall might be just the crowd how the crowd's going to be live but I mean even that that should be better because people aren't rushing out because they have to work the next day exactly so or get their kids to bed so I think yeah I, I, I don't know it's going to be interesting like they're going to be obviously they ran Raw on Monday and Smackdown on Tuesday live and then taped Smackdown for years prior to that on Tuesday because of financially it was the cheapest way for them to do it right but now they have to run a live TV on a for Monday a live TV on a Friday. Yeah. Um, don't forget, too, Saturdays there's wrestling, oh, too. Oh, yeah. We have New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. We have uh, Women of Wrestling. Yep. We have... And that's, those are both on Access. Yep. And then Ring of Honor syndicated throughout the week, different times, yeah. channels. And then what else is on Saturdays? I feel like something else is. Is but it packed on Fight on Saturday or something like that? I'm not really sure. I think there's something else, but... It, the main yes. thing is there's definitely no shortage of wrestling. Yeah, the only night there's not wrestling on every week is Sunday. Yep. But then again... That's reserved for pay-per-views. Pay-per-views. Um, except NXT, except AEW's, but they're running on their, their pay-per-views on Saturdays. Right, and that's the thing. Saturday is still open for AEW pay-per-views. Yeah. I don't see them ever doing Sunday pay-per-views, especially going against um, WWE. That would be surprising as shit. Do you think um, they'll ever run an AEW pay-per-view the same night as, like, an NXT takeover? Well, they have, technically, NXT UK. Yes. They've yeah. done that. But, and some people, in all honesty, it's hard to say. I haven't really thought about it. Some people actually said that they thought that very last NXT takeover was actually better than All Out. I'm thinking... I mean, Walter and Tyler Bate was pretty awesome. Oh, the triple threat tag match was oh, really oh, good. You're saying the UK show is better. The UK than takeover. I was thinking of the last, uh, the, the SummerSlam takeover. No, oh. the, the UK takeover was. Did, well, I, you know what? Because that was the same day as All Out, right? It was. Yeah. That surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, so they really stepped it up on that uh, UK takeover. So. Um, one thing that's kind of off topic is I did hear that they were going to limit the amount of NXT takeovers they're going to have now because of WWE having a weekly show. Um, uh, well, they only do like five a year, so I mean. Well, supposedly they're not even going to do the big, the big ones anymore. I think they just might just do a Mania one, if anything, from what I've heard. So. Well, they've already scheduled SummerSlams one next year. Yeah. So I think, like, after that SummerSlam, that might be, you know... I mean, I could see them doing one before Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, take uh, WrestleMania, and SummerSlam. I could see them doing four a year. Yeah. But... I think I read somewhere, though, that there's not one during Royal Rumble weekend. But, so here's the thing, though. 
you have NXT, they do their weekly show, and then they have the TakeOver specials, which is their big pay-per-view. Right. Why would that change? Just because your weekly show is two hours now? Yeah, so I... I mean, they do two hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, and a monthly pay-per-view. Why wouldn't you do your four times a year pay-per-view for TakeOver? Yeah, well, I think, if anything, that's what they should do, is just to do the big four and not do any other NXT TakeOvers, so... Um, just to make those takeovers feel more special. Um, really, for me, the takeovers have been the Typically, the takeover to me is better than the big pay-per-view the next time. For the most part, yeah. I say that's pretty fair. And I don't know if that's another reason why. Hard to believe that they might limit it because yeah. they don't want it to overshadow. They can say all they want that there's no... A show, B show, C show, but Raw's always been the A show. Right. SmackDown's always been treated as the B show. Right. But that might change now where they're not back to that game or they're spaced out like they are. Yeah, and I think that actually kind of works out for their advantage too, actually. And also where Fox is basically demanding a complete split roster with 801 talent that's on Friday nights and DC on Monday night. Yeah. I think that's going to be beneficial to all the talent in both shows. Yep. Um, so, anyhow, uh, real quick for me, uh, my next two shows, I have two shows coming up after today. October 12th, Let's Wrestle in Orno. Yep. See you there. And October 25th, Limitless Wrestling back at the Portland Club with Gangrel. Yep. Uh, I don't know if I'll do anything in between or not. I don't think I am. I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but. I know IWE has a show next Friday, I think, in Fairfield. Yes, on my birthday, but I won't be there. <laughs> I won't be there either because my wife has a thing, so it'll just be me and my youngest son, and I don't think I'm going to take him to IWE. Yeah. He's four. I took Kanan to his first IWE show when he was four. Really? Yeah. Okay. That Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I took Kanan to his first wrestling show when he was four. He's 13. Yeah. 13 and a half. So, yeah. I mean... And Wesley technically has been to wrestling because he went to the roller derby wrestling. But that was three matches, right? Four matches, yeah. Four matches, yeah. yeah. But still. Yeah. Um, last time we went to wrestling, he actually asked me about going to wrestling. When do I get to go to wrestling with you? And my wife was like, not never, son. Not right now. Not <laughs> until you're older. Yeah. So, I don't know. My wife's got a thing that night. She'll be down at Portland at a banquet. Maybe I'll take Wesley over to old IWE wrestling. Yeah. Who knows? Anyhow. So I'm sure we'll record again uh, after the show. Yeah, my, my son broke my phone. Uh, give us our thoughts about the show after the fact. Stop. All right, Mikey. So we're on the road home now after New Japan Pro Wrestling's Fighting Spirit Unleashed in Lowell, Massachusetts. And um, I got to say... We've been to a lot of good shows this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was probably one of my favorite shows since Rev Pro in terms of crowd energy, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually would take it a little step further almost and say top to bottom, it's probably the best show we went to all year. Yeah, I would say it's definitely in my top three. I mean, the crowd energy from literally the opening match to the end of the main event was... Between a 9 and a 10 all night long. Yeah, I show was ended up definitely being sold out. No surprise yeah. there. Right. Um, I'm sure next, some point next year, they'll be back again. 
I could definitely see them coming back again. I mean, again, the crowd was crazy. Uh, we got great matches, though, so they gave us a reason to be on our feet screaming and yelling and clapping the whole time. Yep. I don't know if you can tell from my voice, but I, of course, I screamed myself out tonight. Uh, but I, just, I mean, the opening Young Lions match, and I had said I wanted that match to go to a time limit draw. I didn't. I didn't even care. It was so freaking good. Um, but like every match was good. I mean, what would you? I, I don't even know if I could pick a weak match on the card. No, I don't think there was really a weak match on the card. I think every match had a little something that everyone could like. Yeah. Um, I mean, you had. Lance Archer's match where it was kind of like David versus Goliath. Yeah. Um, Rock and Roll Express match. Man. For the nostalgia, and they can still friggin' go. Man, the Rock and Rolls came out, they got a huge ovation. Uh, they, I mean, it was like, I mean, like, sincerely, it was like 1985 Georgia yep. Championship Wrestling or something, or, you know, uh, Crockett Promotions or whatever. I mean, Rock and rolls, rock and rolls, a huge rock and rolls chant. Yeah, I mean they were behind the Rock and Roll Express all night long. Friggin' Ricky Morton, the you know, suicide dive, suicide dive through the ropes on the Chase Owens. He did a friggin' Harkarana. I mean, it was yeah, it was unbelievable watching those two guys go at it. Uh, unfortunately, the Rock and Rolls did lose the match. Yep. They did lose the match. Um, but, uh, yeah, Ricky Morton fell uh, victim to the Chase Owens cradle pile driver. But, you know, it was awesome seeing them in their debut match in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And a crowd that was so pumped and excited to see them. And uh, yeah, I, I, I could be happier. Could be happier that that's the match that I actually finally got to see the Rock and Rolls you know, debut in. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, I can't remember. Was it uh, Alex Coughlin won the opening match? Uh, no, it was Carl Fredericks. Carl Fredericks. Yeah, that's right. Carl Fredericks won the opening match yep. for the Boston Crab. Yep. Uh, Lance Archer beat Red Narita. I actually thought Narita was going to pull it out at one point. Yeah, he actually looked really strong in that match yep. um, for what it was. Um, definitely a, a, a match to put Archer over, but also to make... Red Narita look awesome? Yeah. Yeah. Um, third match was a TJP. There's TJP and uh, I think that was uh, Clark, uh, Clark Connors. Yes. Yeah. Against yeah. Uh, Juice Robinson and Mikey Mike Nichols. Nichols. And yeah. uh, Mikey Nichols got the pin with the Mikey Bomb on the Clark Connors. That was a good match. Yeah, that was a really good yeah. match. Um, TJP looked really good. Yep. Um, Mikey Nichols looked really good. I thought the match flowed pretty well. But here's the thing we were three matches in. I mean, the show was fast-paced. We're three matches in. I think we're 35 minutes into the show at this point. Yeah. Because, you know, once the show started, I mean, this I believe the show was broadcast live across the rest of the world on New Japan World. Um, so there was no intermission tonight. And just like a regular New Japan show, there's not no interviews during the show. No. There's, you know, only the one video package at the beginning. And then, like, one briefly before the tag team championship match because it was a title match but otherwise like it was just boom 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 match yep. match 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 and it was a good pace I don't think the crowd was really that tired no. either um, no. I mean most 
you know, most of the time when you have a show that's fast paced like that, yeah. usually have, you know, kind of like that cool down match. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there was really a cool down match in all honesty. So oh, and that's the thing is sometimes like if you have an intermission after an intermission, you know, match isn't that great or doesn't pop the crowd. I mean, but I, I just I don't think there's a weak match on this entire show. I mean, the matches, I, I, I really don't. I mean, you know, the Rock and Rolls and uh, Chase Owens and Jado, that was uh, match four. Yeah. And again, you know, we already talked about that one. And then match five. Oh, real quick. The first three matches all feature LA Dojo guys. Yep. And Shibata sat by the curtain over on, because they had the entranceway, you know, of course, like down the middle, like they normally do a hole. But because it's New Japan, they have the exit. The losers have to exit out the side through a side entrance. And then the winners of the match go back to the main entrance. Yeah. And so over by the side entrance, because that's where we were. We were, we were. we were second row. Yeah, we were second row. You know, and uh, we were next to kind of like the left side of our row was next to the entrance aisle. And then the right side of our row, we are. I was in the last seat on the end and yeah. the other aisle. That was right along the exit aisle for the losing team. Yeah. Um, Excuse me, so Shibata sat over there and watched the first three matches. That was cool. Uh, Because, of course, as soon as I see him, I'm thinking, man, maybe he'll come out later and get physical with Kenta. But, obviously. No. Um, I think it was fifth match, Ishii and Amazing Red against... uh, Uchi and Shingo. Yeah. That was fifth match. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so as well. Ishii picked up the win for his team with the vertical drop brain buster, uh, brain buster on Bushi. Yep. Again, another damn good match. Yep. I think Amazing Red really uh, showed up on that too. He had a really good showing I, uh, well, since I, he's from the East Coast. So He had a good pop. Uh, one of the best matches I've seen him in actually. And of course we got to watch Ishii and Shingo beat the shit out of each other. Which that's always fun to watch. Yeah, that was one of the things I was really hoping to see tonight and looking forward to yeah. seeing if it would happen. So Well it did. They did not disappoint. Um Okay, so that was fifth match. Sixth match was the six man tag. Six man tag. We yep. got uh, Yoshihashi, Hiroko Goto, and uh, Rocky Romero yep. taking on uh, Jay White, Kenta and uh, Gato. Yep. Yeah, so that was a pretty that, fun match. That was a great some, match as well. A lot of great uh, heel heat yep. there, Jay White. Oh, and, and Kenta. And Kenta yep. especially. Yeah, but definitely Jay White. Um, how'd that match finish out? Uh, it finished with uh, Yoshihashi with the submission. Oh, that's right. Yoshihashi submitted Gato. Yeah. That surprised Which makes me. sense. Yes, it does, yeah. Because of the ma- uh, title match coming up. Yeah, so. yep. but that really surprised me because, you know, with... Jay White being the uh, Intercontinental Champion and uh, Kenta being the uh, Openweight Champion, the yeah. ever Openweight Champion. So, uh, great matches. That's actually my first time seeing Kenta wrestle live. Uh, I Did you see him at I, 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 third time? Show you I think it's my third time I've seen him. Actually, more than that, I think. I think I've seen him quite a bit live. It's, it's pretty bad that... His stint in WWE was such a blur, even to the he point... He was there five years, and it's almost like he pissed away five years of his career. It really was, and I probably have seen him, and I always forget, I probably had seen him about half a, time, half a dozen times with WWE. Yeah. 
And I probably only remember just one of those matches, if anything. He didn't work any house shows, did he? Like, no, he, no, he no, did NXT so. house shows. Um, yes. So I think one of them was the main event I saw him in against Drew McIntyre. Okay. Back when he was a champ. But other than that, I can't think of the definite matches that I saw him live. I'd have to look it up in order to remember him. So. Kind of never a good thing. No, never a good thing, um, which is too bad. I think he's in his element now, again, with New Japan. Yeah. I think he's a lot happier. So um, it'd be neat to see him do, you know, some independent stuff in the States. Yeah. But I think he's just much happier at this point oh, just staying yeah. in Japan. Uh, six, uh, seventh match on the card was the IWGP Heavyweight Tag <laughs> Team title match. Uh, Gorillas of Destiny against Republic 3K showing you. Both teams got a good pop. Yeah, I would actually put this as probably my top two, top three matches, one of the top three, top two matches of the night, yeah. easily. No, it was a great match, and the fucking finishing sequence, with all the near falls that uh, uh, show got on uh, Tomatonga, holy yeah. crap, Like I, I, I fully believed we were going to see the titles change hands. Yeah. Like, I, I just... They did such a great job. The match was great. The crowd was great. Uh, just, I, I thought we were going to see new champs. I really, really. The Gorillas of Destiny now have the record now. I believe. I, correct. I believe they do. Yeah. yeah. Most, most successful title defenses as a tag. Team. They even did a magic killer at one point. Yeah, so. they did the magic killer. Um, what a great match! Show and Yo got a great ovation after the match. Uh, the Gorillas picked up the win to retain the titles. I think they're definitely destined to win the yeah. IWGP heavyweight belts, I tag belts. So, yeah. um, maybe Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, you know, maybe. I mean, possibly. So, uh, and then the main event was fucking stacked. Yeah. So, Holy I, if shit. you had to go to a New Japan show for the first time and wanted to see the best of the best for the first time in the main event, yeah. I would say this is probably a great example. I mean, we, we've seen LIJ main event, you know, in um, the last house show we went to, the last World of Worlds house show we went to. Oh, the one you went to in Lewiston? No, no, the one we went to in... in uh, oh, in Lowell. In Lowell, yeah. Okay. That was, that was Global Wars, World of the Worlds. Yeah, Wars. yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, the main event was uh, Sonata, Evil, and uh, Naito. Yeah. Against, what was it, Brian Malonis and... and it doesn't matter, but Brian Malonis got pinned after the uh, Everything is Evil. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, but this was, I mean, we got, and here's the best part. You know, Naito came out in his full white suit with cape. Uh, you know, and Evil didn't have his staff, but he had his full gear on, and so did uh, Sonata. All three of them got a huge ovation. They came out individually to their music, own music. Yeah, which I thought that was pretty cool. I was glad, because I like hearing those entrance music. I know it's weird, but that's that's a big thing for me. Then we got Tanahashi was out first, followed by Ibushi and Okada. They each got their own entrances. Who do you think had the biggest ovation? Oh, that is really tough to say. I would probably say Okada. I, I think... I, Sli very slightly. I, I think the top two had to be Naito and Okada. Yeah. And I think Okada edged him out. Yeah. But, I mean, huge ovations for all six guys. Um, and then the match went 25 minutes almost. It went over 20 minutes. 
And I was surprised when Tanahashi got the pin on Naito uh, to, to win the match for his team. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty big pin, too, as well. Yeah. So, And I, I think they'll definitely be back, like I mentioned before. Yes, I mean we got they got we got uh, the crowd did a please come back chant you know which is not a surprise and I I feel like based on the fact that the building had to be damn near sold out if it wasn't sold out and because I mean the place looked packed and the crowd reaction tonight to everything um, I think that definitely would would make New Japan not hesitate to come back to Lowell yeah and if they do I'm gonna be there. Yeah, I think for the most part, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think all their um, U.S. shows, for the most part, have done really well, except for maybe okay, the, last... the Houston show, I don't think, really drew much. But I think other than that, I think they've drawn really well. Am I well, correct? Okay, yes and no. Well, the, the the ones this past spring before the G1 yeah. and the Carolinas and everything. The Tennessee one, They yeah. drew good, but because of these issues... They probably killed the towns. Right. I guess what I'm saying is the full-fledged oh, yes. New Japan yeah. roster. Yeah. But, no, I, I think definitely tonight uh, in Lowell, they, uh, I think Lowell made them feel welcome, the fans in Lowell tonight, and I think Lowell's going to make them come back again. Yeah, I agree. I, it felt, in all honesty, and I think there's been so many Ring of Honor New Japan combo shows yeah and no offense to any of the guys that they brought in but they always bring in the same we get show and go and we get lij right we got jay white a couple times right and kushida i think once kushida once uh um, no we got kushida twice twice yeah but yeah and then but that last one which was just the world of the worlds yeah, it was it was basically Lij and showing you know, Well, we got Liger. At right, the we got Liger finally. before. Right, but, but like this is the first time that we've gotten Tanahashi, uh, Okada, Abushi, Hiroki Goto, uh, Gorillas of Destiny, in, in Lowell at least. So. Yeah. Granted, Gorillas of Destiny just did Ring of Honor, but that's right. a different that's, story. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, and then after the main event was over, uh, Tanahashi stayed in the ring. And yeah. Everyone else left. Tanahashi kind of stepped in the roads. People were chanting A, so he stepped back in the ring. And Because typically at the end of a New Japan show, someone cuts a promo. Right. And that's what I was waiting for. So Tanahashi got on the mic and, you know, in his broken English basically said, Welcome to New Japan. Uh, I'm honored that we'll be here in the U.S. Uh, next time when he comes back, he'll be champion. He's not champion now, but he never quits. Next time he'll come back, he'll be champion. Yeah. And then he played some air guitar for us. Uh... With a, you know, which was awesome, and then he got his big ovation to walk all the way around the ring. And yeah, and I thought that was a nice surprise because oh, usually yeah. Okada does kind of like the go home speech. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Tanahashi smelling ring is twenty years said. You know, I, I never thought I'd actually ever get to see Tanahashi wrestle live. Like, you yeah, know, I just didn't think it would be in the cards. But we've seen him three times this year. Now. Yeah, we've been pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we saw. I mean, like him being at the Ref Pro was a huge show was a huge surprise. And then, yeah, he's a last-minute addition, too. Am I correct on that? He was a last-minute announcement, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we got, of course, he was at the Garden. And then today, you know, he getting a big win for his team and, and being the hero. And 
And, you know, I mean, it was just, it was awesome. I mean, this is my fourth time going to Lowell for a show. That is such a great building, the Lowell Memorial Auditorium. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend that venue. It has a lot of pretty neat history, too, yep. as well. I mean, that's where Shawn Michaels lost his smile. Yes. Yep. I don't know if WCW ever ran there, but I know, like, Ring of Honor stuff did pay-per-views there. We went to two of them there. I think TNA has done a show there I know, before. I believe, see, I believe Impact's done a show there. They might have even done a pay-per-view there. Yep. Um, WWE obviously has done TV there. They've done Raw. Uh, they've done, yeah, they've done some Raws there and other TV there. It's a great venue. It's a round venue. It's got that, the, the, the balcony and the acoustics is just amazing. Yep. Quite honestly. You know, you can, when the crowd's into it, you can, you can hear it. So, I mean, it's such a great venue. And, um, you know, we've been fortunate. We sat front row for all three Ring of Honor shows we went to. Yep. And we had second row for New Japan today. Yep. Um, and if New Japan comes back, then I'll, I'll be back. No doubt about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they definitely... Yeah. I would say the majority of the people there yeah. were... Diehard New Japan fans, but I think there were definitely some, of course, that you know is probably their first New Japan show, or maybe their first time even seeing New Japan. But I think I'm sure they made everyone a believer. So, I mean, we got to the venue at about three thirty. Yeah, three thirty. And the meet and greet was four to five, which is really fucking early, by the way. Okay, so that's the other thing too. The new uh, the Ring of Honor pay per views we went to there on there we all three of the Ring of Honor shows went to were Friday nights as well. And the doors opened at seven. Yeah, because the pay per view started at nine o'clock. Right. And they would do the meet and greets right before the show, and then the house show we went to. I think the show started at eight or eight thirty. I mean, they were late shows getting out at midnight. I mean, it's ten minutes of eleven right now, and we're in New Hampshire driving home. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that's a plus as well. But the meet and greet was four to five, and we had pre-bought Sonata, and uh, I haven't met him yet. And I was kind of disappointed because in the meet and greets that you had to pre-buy for, they only had Sonata, Tanahashi, The Rock and Rolls, uh, and Republic 3K yep. showing up, and Rocky all as one. And no disrespect to any of them. But I was I was really open for Kana or Bushi or Hiroki Goto or whatever. Or and, Kenta. Or Kenta, yeah. And the other thing that was a little disappointing was is they would not sign any of your items. Which I thought was a little odd, because yeah. no offense to them, but because of the communication with what time yeah. the meet and greet was, it wasn't, it wasn't crazy like yeah. busy. You know, like, for instance, I don't care about any of my tech photos. Yeah. I like having my trading card signed. Right. And so the only trading card I brought with me was Sonata, because it's the only person I knew I was going to meet. And I really wish I would have brought more other guys, but I didn't. I just brought the Sonata one, but that's me making a mistake, and I will fucking do that again. I mean, in the past, I have brought more cards, and usually don't end up getting them signed or whatever, and it's like, I just don't want to lug them around. So anyways, regardless... I only brought the Sonata one, and they wouldn't even sign it. You, what they did was, is you walked up, they had a cool backdrop. Yeah, I'll get them back. stood in front of, you know, this was an LIJ backdrop, and like Tanahashi, because he was in the same area, he had a New Japan Lion Mark backdrop, and you went up, and they took your photo with a wrestler, and then they passed you an 8x10 photo, the wrestler had already autographed, um, like out back before the, before the meet and greet. So, I, I get it, it makes it efficient, so you can really just get through the line, but... 
there's no reason why you could have taken two seconds to sign my card, quite frankly. No, I agree. I mean, later on it worked out, but yeah, yes. right then and there, you right. know. So, so we, we, we do the meet and greet, and then we end up going across the street to a, a place to get something to eat at Rizzo's Pizza. And yeah. Uh, we met a couple of people, because they have, like, just a big table, so we had met a couple people, uh, you know, standing in line for Sonata, and then when we were in the restaurant, I was like, well, you got room if you want to sit here, because there weren't many places to sit. It was uh, Joe... Uh, Briggs and I, 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 I feel like a heel, but I can't remember his wife's name. And they had actually driven up from Tennessee, Virginia area. Yeah. To go to the show. They're going to Philadelphia tomorrow as well. And we got to talking to them and, and Joe Russell's down south. You know, and he's and, it, and his wife does too, or maybe girlfriend. And it was just, it was really cool. Actually, I mean, it was really. This is the scenario of why I love pro wrestling. Yep. Because we met new people tonight. We're wrestling fans. Yep. And we were able to sit and chat with them about wrestling, what we like, what we don't like, different people we like and don't like and why, and, and you know, what our favorite style and, and, and time frame of wrestling and everything is. So we did that, and then my buddy Jay and his friend Crip met up with us, and we went and got in line for the venue, and we were way at the back on the bridge, which if you've ever been there, you'll understand that, but otherwise, just know... It was really fucking far away from the front doors. But we were in a rush to be in the front because there was going to be no meet and greet. Right, so we thought. They already done one. However, once we do get in, and instantly, once the doors open, people got inside fast. Yeah. Doors open at 6, bell was 7. Uh, and they actually had, uh, when we walked in, Mikey Nichols and Lance Archer over by the uh, souvenir stand. They were doing autographs. And then kind of got separated a little bit and I went and got in line at the souvenir stand because it was like a huge friggin' line and uh, I would, I left the line to go find you guys and I'd ask someone to save my uh, my, my spot for me and she graciously did anyway so when I went to go find you guys I saw at another table uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Hiroki Goto were signing autographs yeah I was pretty pumped about that too yeah and then I was like fuck I really wish I would have brought my Goto card uh, but I didn't. Damn it. So that's what I meant by that earlier about bringing cards. But I got my picture taken with Goto. So that was really awesome. And he only charged me 10 bucks, And that was worth it. And uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. So that was really cool for me. Pretty exciting. And I met Ishii back in April in, in New York with the Rev Pro. So, um, yeah. And then later on, uh, Sonata was back out there. He was doing autographs. And here's the thing. He was charging $20 for a combo and he'd sign anything he wanted and take a picture with him. But they were charging us $25 for the combo with take the picture we give you. Yeah. You know what I mean? The autograph we give you. So, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he signed my card for me at the end of the day, you know, and, and I, so I did get that card signed. Um, and we both got, Mikey and I, and then Jay at the end of the show, all three of us bought the red New Japan Lion Mark Boston t-shirt. It uh, says New Japan Pro Wrestling on the top. It's got the Lion logo. It says Boston underneath it. shirt's all in red, which is badass. Because I actually wanted a new red shirt. And on the back, it says like New Japan, NJPW. And it's a big 72, almost like it's like the back of a baseball jersey, football jersey, something like that. It's a badass t-shirt. Mikey says it's quite comfortable. 
very comfortable. I don't regret this purchase at all. I don't regret. I usually don't buy event T-shirts, in all honesty. But this was like a really cool adventure. I thought so. I think the only event shirts I've really bought was maybe this MSG for G1 and and. uh, one of the progress shows of Boston. So yeah. So the only two event T-shirts I've ever purchased was the New Japan uh, G1 card we went to yep. in April, and then now this one. Yeah. I mean, I have a progress shirt that I bought, but it's just a generic progress shirt. And uh, yeah, I've I've never bought an event T-shirt either. So, but of course, I just love New Japan. Right. So now I have three New Japan T-shirts. That are actually just New Japan. Like, I have a, a yellow Lion Mark one that I freaking love, and then the red one I bought today, and then the black G1 Supercard for the Guard one. It's like buying a concert tour t shirt, you know? Yeah. Anyhow, um, yeah, so we got all that done, and then again, the show started promptly at 7. By 10 o'clock, we were out by the van, and I, you know, the fact that the show was three hours, not a disappointment. No, show one by really quick too. I thought so. It, it went by fast, but I don't feel like I was cheated. No, or like the show was too short, or there wasn't even a bad match on the card. Like, no. Realistically, when we when we when we always leave a show or we stand outside and shoot the shit for a while, we can always point to one or two matches that were weak. Or like for instance, the Limitless Wrestling Show. We talked about the fact that the better half of the show was before intermission as opposed to after intermission. Yeah. You know, like, we always have that type of discussion. However, um, in this case, there just wasn't a weak match on the card. There really wasn't. No. And we even got Lance Archer beating up one of the young boys, or young lions as they call him now. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. That was, and yeah, he, that was, he stiffed the shit out of him. It was great. It was great. Anyhow, um, yeah, I had a great time tonight. Definitely go back again. Yeah, I can see maybe next spring, maybe they'll be back, so. Yeah. And real quick, earlier, before we, uh, the first half of this recording, I guess, we were chatting about what shows we had up and coming, and you forgot a pretty fucking critical show (laughs) that you have up and coming. So I completely forgot I'm going to AEW in Boston. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I forgot that. Oh, so I'm just going to the newest, hottest promotion in their second ever show. Yeah. Their second show? Yeah. Yeah. With, second uh, ever show, I yeah. forgot that I'm going to that. Yeah, with a pretty big card, too, I think. Yep. Uh, I think Young Bucks versus Private Party in a tournament match. Yep. Uh, John Moxley versus uh, um, Sean Spears. So. Oh, damn. Yeah, so those nice. are some two pretty big matches. So. I wonder if they'll do any meet and greets before. You know, I'm, I'm very curious about that. Um, I know that the doors open an hour before TV time. Yeah. So I don't think they're gonna, to be honest. So. Um, well, I mean, WWE doesn't unless you buy their super fucking expensive VIP tickets. Right. And, but you know, Ring of Honor does. New Japan does to an extent. Um, so, who knows, maybe. Yeah. These are all guys, you know, Cody, the Young Bucks, Adam Page, all those guys, they're used to doing that pre-show meet and greet with fans. Yeah. 
up. And AEW's all-inclusive, or AEW's for everybody, and it's for all the fans. I mean, I, I, I bet you they will. I bet yeah. they will. I know with, like, Fighter Fest, for example, they had, like, four people that yeah. you could meet. So maybe they'll do something like that at yeah. some point. Who knows? So... But either way, I'm looking forward to it, whether they have a meet and greet or not, so. And one more thing, because I just, I feel the need to bring this up. In Baltimore, at the next pay-per-view for AEW, we're getting StarCast 4. Yeah. And Sting is going to be there. With RoboCop. Well, okay, RoboCop's <laughs> also going to be there, but more importantly than that, Sting's going to be there, wearing the jacket he wore when he beat Ric Flair for the title, the USA, All-American flag, whatever jacket that he wore when he won the title for Ric Flair at Great American Bash 1990, which also took place in Baltimore. Yeah. And he's going to have the red, white, and blue face paint on that night that he wore at the show. That's pretty, um, that's pretty awesome. And he's going to have the actual belt that he won from Flair that night Jeez. for this photo op. That's and I meant to ask Jay about it tonight or talk about it tonight like, Completely forgot because it's just kind of hectic and busy, but uh, that might. I mean, if you're a Sting fan, that's worth a trip to Baltimore right there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a pretty unique photo op if yeah. you're a big fan of Sting. Yeah. Anyhow, I guess that's it. You got anything else you want to add, Mikey? No, nothing else. Cool. All right, well, uh, on the Twitter, I'm Superstar Mel. Uh, if you want to follow Mikey, he's. I think I'm Mikey LaFry89.